Welcome to the Life Central Podcast. It is so good to have you come and connect with us again this week. We trust that this session will be helpful to you in your faith journey. Welcome. It is so good to have you join us today. Now, it was the author Ed Cole who once said that marriage is the closest thing to heaven or hell that we would ever experience here on earth. And I actually think he was onto something. I think it's pretty true. Why? Because the truth be told, if you're in a really good marriage, man, it can be like heaven. (laughs) But if you're in a really bad marriage, (laughs) I'm sure that it could be like hell. Now, the truth be told, I actually believe that Mr. Cole's statement uh, transcends marriage, that it really speaks into all relationship, that if you're in a good relationship, it can be so rewarding. And if you're in a bad relationship, man, it can be really terrible. Whether that be a romantic relationship or a friendship, I really believe that it speaks into all relationship. Why? Because all relationships are made of people. (laughs) People are what make relationships good or bad. You see, the things that draw us into relationship are the exact same things that'll push us out of relationship. And again, it's people. You see, people can be awesome and people can be terrible. People really can be awesome. It's it's in these relationships that are good, that with people that we can experience love, that we can experience care, that we can experience compassion and empathy, that we can experience excitement and joy. But it's also in relationship where where we deal with people, where where people can can disappoint, and people can hurt, and people can betray, and people can lie, and people can leave. And there will always be an element of risk when it comes to relationship. And that's the challenging part of relationship. And relationship is one of the most rewarding things we'll ever experience in life, and it's also one of the most challenging things that we will ever experience in this life. Why? Because when we're in relationship, we're in relationship with very real people and not ideal people. There was a day where Jesus was engaging in, in, in conversation with, with his followers, his disciples, where where one of his followers, a man by the name of Simon, asked him, Jesus, if someone's done me in, if someone's someone's done wrong toward me, how many times should I forgive them? Uh, Let's just say in a day. Seven times? And Jesus looks at at Simon and and he kind of raises the bar and he says, no, not seven times. No, 70 times seven in a day. 
And this kind of sparked something in the group. The, the, this response of Jesus kind of perked up the ears of, of his followers where, where they responded to him by saying, Lord, will you increase our faith? Will you increase our faith? Now, I believe that this is significant. Here's why I believe this is significant. Because by that stage, the followers of Jesus, the, the guys who did life with Jesus closest, they'd seen him do some pretty incredible things by that stage. They'd seen Jesus open up blind eyes, uh, heal sick bodies, um, give strength to lame people to walk again. He'd raised the dead. And never once did they ever ask him to give them more faith for what they were experiencing. But here, in this moment, when it comes to relationship, and when it specifically comes to forgiveness within relationship here, they turn to Jesus and they say, Lord, we need more faith. Will you increase our faith? You see, when it comes to relationship, guys and ladies, relationship always requires more faith. So, Ramon, what do I do when I've been betrayed, when I've been hurt, what, what do I do when I've been in one of those relationships where I'm on the wrong end of that relationship? Well, according to what Jesus just said to us as he spoke to his followers, we need to forgive. And it's a word that so easily rolls off the tongue. It's, it's such a simple little word, but it is so extremely difficult to live out. And I believe that you would probably relate to the words of C.S. Lewis uh, when he wrote that everyone thinks that forgiveness is a great idea until they have someone to forgive. How true isn't that for your life, for my life? You see, it doesn't matter whether we're trying to forgive an individual whether we're trying to forgive a group of people or whether we're trying to forgive ourselves. Forgiveness is challenging. Someone once said this, and it really caused me to think. They said, the first to apologize is the bravest. The first to forgive is the strongest. And the first to forget is the happiest. Did you catch that? The first to apologize is the bravest. The first to forgive is the strongest. The first to forget is the happiest. And this really, really made me think. You see, in this statement, there's this little line that says, the first two, and then it gives an action, and the first two, and then it gives an action. And it makes me think, I love fighting. Uh, that sounds terrible, but uh, I love watching MMA and, and boxing and just absolutely love it. And in fighting, there is a, there is a saying that, that a lot of coaches would use. They, they would say, be first. Be first. When you get into the ring, 
be first. And what that means is don't be passive. Be active. Be the first to engage. And I think that this, this little line, be first to apologize, be first to forgive, you know, the first to forget, I think it's so crucial when it comes to relationship. That when it comes to relationship, we should be first. We should not be passive in our behavior in relationship, but we should be active when it comes to engaging in relationship. I believe Jesus modeled this for you and for me. Whether you're a Jesus follower or not, I believe that there is really something for us to learn in the way that he behaved in relationship. He'd walk up to people and invite them to come and belong. He'd walk up to people and, and invite them to come and spend time with him. He was first. Also in his deepest, darkest, worst moments of his life, as he'd been beaten and bruised and had his beard pulled out and been ripped apart and whipped, and as he was nailed to a cross and as he's hanging there, even in that moment, he's not passive. No, he's active when it comes to relationship. He, 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 he speaks to God and he, he says, Father, forgive them because they don't know what they're doing. You see, if he was passive, he'd have hung there and gone, all right, guys, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for you to apologize. Then I'll forgive. No, that wasn't the heart of Jesus when it came to relationship with you and with me. No, Jesus was active before anyone apologized. Jesus said, Father, forgive them. Forgive them. And this is what Jesus models for you and for me. And you see, I, I, I believe that when it comes to life, when, especially when it comes to relationship, you and I should really be taking our cues from how he behaved and how he interacted with people in relationships. So when it comes to acting in relationship, be first. The saying goes, the first to apologize is bravest. The first to apologize is bravest. So I want to say to you, be brave. Be brave. You see, I feel like so often we, we aren't brave when it comes to apologizing. Because apologizing is tough. Be honest. Apologizing is tough. When you realize, man, I've done wrong. <laughs> I've really hurt someone or, or, or I've, I've not been truthful in this moment and it's going to cause damage. Whatever it may be, in that moment where you know, I need to apologize. Guys and ladies, we need to be brave. We need to be brave and we need to apologize. Again, I feel like so often we aren't brave and we wait. We wait and we're like trying to figure stuff out. And it's in the waiting that we allow the other person to use their imagination. And it's probably the worst place that you and I can leave 
our intentions. <laughs> the worst place you can leave your intentions is in the imagination of someone else. Why? Because isn't it true that we naturally assume the worst in those moments? We don't naturally assume the best in the other person. Heck no. No, in those moments where, we, where we've been hurt, where, we, where, where we've, we're facing pain, we start questioning the person's motive and our imagination runs into a million different places. Let's not leave our intentions in the hands of someone's imagination. No. Let's be first <laughs> to apologize. Be brave and apologize. And you may be going, that's great, Ramon, but what does that look like? What does is, what is that practically look like? Well, the truth be told, guys and ladies, apology is far more about actions than what it is about words. In fact, the best apology is changed behavior. The best apology is changed behavior. In fact, when we go and look at Scripture, throughout Scripture there is this, this word that, that, that portrays the kind of apology that we should be practicing. It's a little word called repent. It's not a word we use very often today. It's actually quite an unpopular word today. But when we go and look at the meaning of the word repent, it speaks far more about behavior than what it does about words. See, repent means that I have been behaving in a certain way. I've been living in a certain way. I realize that my behavior is about to cause damage or has caused damage. I recognize this and I start living or behaving in a completely opposite manner. I do like a 180 degree on how I was behaving and I start behaving in a manner that doesn't cause that damage. That's really what repent means. So when it comes to apologizing and when it comes to practically living that out, our apology should look like repent. So, be brave. Apologize. The first to apologize is the bravest. The saying continues and it says, the first to forgive is the strongest. Forgiveness is tough. Forgiveness is tough. Because ultimately, when we need to forgive, it's because we've been wronged. When we need to forgive, it's, it's, it's because we feel like our, our rights, our hearts, our selves have been damaged in some way. And now we need to forgive. But you see, forgiveness is a choice. I have to choose to forgive. And even though forgiveness is a choice, it's not an option. We must forgive. Why do I say that? Because you see, the only other option is unforgiveness. And the moment that I choose not to forgive, unforgiveness is like this 
this cancer that just eats away at me. There's an old saying that says that unforgiveness is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. And I haven't heard another statement that more accurately explains and describes what unforgiveness does. It's me holding on to my hurts, my pain, trying to hold the other person hostage. But all I'm doing is I'm being held hostage by that hurt and that pain. But yet when I choose to forgive, when I choose to release that person, there's a, a release that comes. There's this lightness that comes that can only come from forgiving. It was Jesus when his disciples asked him, Lord, teach us how to pray. That he said, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. And a couple of lines later, he said, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who've trespassed against us. In other words, forgive us our wrongdoings as we forgive those who have done wrong toward us. Later on, he would step it up a little and, and he would say that we should forgive as we have been forgiven. And if you're a Jesus follower today, you'll know that we so desperately rely on the forgiveness of Jesus. That when Jesus forgave us of all our wrongdoings, it's not like God holds grudges. It's not like God says, well, I can forgive you for that, but that's too big. Like, that is just too painful. I'm holding on to that one, but I'll forgive you of all the other. No, when Jesus forgives us, when God forgives us, He forgives us completely. And He forgives us in every area. And Jesus says to us that that is how we should give, forgive those who have done wrong against us. In fact, he starts to draw this correlation between my ability to forgive or my willingness to forgive and the manner in which I will one day be forgiven. That the same measure that I use to forgive those that have wronged me, it is that same measure that will be used to forgive me. So, guys and ladies, forgiveness is a choice, but it's not an option. Don't let that thing kill you. Let it go. Stop drinking the poison. Chuck it out. Forgive let it go. Be brave. Apologize. Be strong. Forgive. The first to apologize is the bravest. The first to forgive is the strongest. The first to forget is the happiest. So, be happy. Forget. The truth be told, we, we cannot reach this point. We cannot get to the point of happiness, of, of being able to just forget the past until we have apologized and until we have forgiven.
You see, when I apologize, when I forgive, it's an act of humility. I'm, I'm, I'm letting go of my pride. I'm, I'm letting go of the position that I hold. And ultimately, I'm taking steps to living light. It's like carrying around a suitcase full of bricks and deciding up to here and no more. I'm letting it go. That's ultimately what leads to forgetting is when I'm willing to let go, when I'm willing to repent, when I'm willing to forgive, it is then that I'm taking steps to being able to forget. All three of these points are summed up for me in just two words. Humility and surrender. Humility and surrender. You see, surrender is an act of humility. And our inclination, your and my natural inclination, is to try and stay in control. But when we are unrepentant and unforgiving, we give control to the problem. But apology and forgiveness are the first steps to regaining that control of our lives. So, guys and ladies, be first. Be brave. Apologize. Be strong. Forgive. So that you can be happy and forget. I'm so reminded in this moment of the life of King David, probably one of the greatest kings of all of Israel, where he's done some pretty bad stuff. He's hurt people intensely. He's caused massive damage and massive pain in, in people's lives. And, and in all truth, he's had massive hurt come his way and had people really wrong him in some very significant ways. So, so he's kind of found himself in every area that we've spoken of today where he's had to apologize. He's had to forgive. And he's had to forget. And it's in this moment that he comes and prays a prayer to God. And here's the prayer that he prays. It's found in Psalm 32. He prays this. He says, Oh, what joy for those whose disobedience is forgiven, whose sin is put out of sight. Yes, what joy for those whose record the Lord has cleared of guilt, whose lives are lived in complete honesty. Doesn't that sound refreshing? Doesn't that just sound absolutely incredible. But when I refuse 
to confess my sin, my body wasted away. And I groaned all day long. Day and night, your hand of discipline was heavy on me. My, uh, my strength evaporated like water in the summer heat. Finally, I confessed all my sin to you and stopped trying to hide my guilt. I said to myself, I will confess my rebellion to the Lord. And you forgave me all my guilt is gone and with all my heart i believe that that is god's heart for your life to not live in a place where we are unable to restore relationship to not be in a place where we where we where we can't apologize where we can't forgive where we can't forget. No, I believe that as David has so beautifully described this moment of his life, I believe that God invites you and me into that same space. I wonder today, what is your next step? Maybe today you need to be first. Maybe you recognize that you need to be active when it comes to relationship, that it's time to stop being passive, stop leaving, leaving these big moments up to the imagination of your loved ones, but to, to step in there and get active and engage in relationship, to, to engage by, by being brave and apologizing. Maybe today you know you've, done, you've, you've, you've lied to someone, you've hurt someone, you've disappointed someone, you may even have left someone. And today you recognize my behavior was hurtful. My behavior was shameful, whatever it may be. And you recognize today, hey, I need to be brave and I need to apologize. And guys and ladies, take that step. Go be brave. Go apologize. And as you apologize, Apologize in a repentant way where your actions speak louder than your words. Maybe today you're in a place where you've been hurt, where you know I'm living in a space of unforgiveness. I need to be strong in this moment and I need to let go of that hurt. I need to forgive. I've been drinking that poison for too long. And today, Call out that person's name. Call out that moment. Give that to God. Say, Lord, up to here, no further. I choose to forgive exactly how I have been forgiven. Completely. And I give that over to you today. And guys and ladies, I believe that as you apologize and as you forgive, that God walks that process with you as he did with King David to the point where we can let go, that we can let God handle it, and that we can ultimately forget and live in a happy space with him.
the Apostle Paul so beautifully summed up how we can trust God in these moments where he said, and this hope will not lead to disappointment. For we know how dearly God loves us because he gave us his Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. I can't take something from hanging on to something else. Let it go. Allow God to fill you with his love and his peace. That moment is now. Let's pray together. Father God, we thank you that in this moment we can trust you. Thank you, Lord, that in this moment where we may need to go and have a very tough conversation, where we may need to go and verbally apologize, and then with our actions show that repentance as we live in a different direction. Lord, I thank you that we can trust you in those moments, Lord. Lord, that you will give us the bravery to do that and to follow through on that, Lord. Lord, I thank you that we can trust you in the moments where we need to forgive. That as people are, are, are reminded of hurt and pain right now, Lord. Lord, that they can give that hurt and that pain to you. That they can trust you with it. And Lord, that as guys and ladies just right now, confess that name. Just speak that name out. Speak that moment out. And just say, I choose to let it go. I forgive completely. Lord, that we really can trust you, that the hope that we have in you does not lead to disappointment, Lord, but that you come and journey that process with us, filling us with your love that leads to peace, that leads to reconciliation in relationship. We thank you, Lord, that you loved us in that way and that we can step out and in return love the people around us in the same way, even those that have hurt us. So we give these moments to you. We trust you with it. We entrust our lives to you. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. If you need to reach out to us, please feel free to contact us. You can connect with us on our social media platforms on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, reach out. We'd love to journey with you. Other than that, we look forward to seeing you next week. If you enjoyed this session and you'd like to know more about us, then please come and connect with us through our website, our social media platforms, and come subscribe to our YouTube channel. All the links are listed below. Beyond that, we trust that you have an incredible week.